shelf pull up a chair and let's dive in my name is Aisha aka mama loves manga and I'm a mama who loves manga like it's pretty self-explanatory and I just I just talk about manga and I and I get my life so I am here with my wonderful wonderful co-host hi so my name is Amanda. Uh, my panelist and cosplayer name is Aichi Yume. Uh, I've been a fangirl for about as long as I've been alive. Uh, we're actually pushing about 20 years of anime fandom and about 15 years of a specifically boys love fandom. Uh, I'm a panelist, writer, and cosplayer who focuses on uh, writing, representation, media criticism. So I bring a lot of ability to critique these things from a more academic standpoint, as well as how to then uh, become a better writer in a lot of these spaces, because I have been writing fanfic for a scary long amount of time. This is also a good place to mention, I'm a gender non-binary person, so if you ever hear me reference myself as male or using male nouns or yes. pronouns, that's why... I'm not weird. I just use both she and he uh, regularly. Right. So I only preface it because I know everyone's one of little throw off listeners. It's like that biological female just said he. <laughs> you know, since we are giving pronouns, my pronouns, she and they, I guess. I mean, cool. I don't, I don't really care. Like, I mean, no one has ever mistaken me for a he though. And sometimes I wish that people would like, I've, I've tried. I'm like, hmm. I could I could be a sexy boy and people are like no listen I'm very excited about this because I feel like we complement each other like I don't I don't come at this from an academic standpoint Amanda is super intelligent super knowledgeable and I'm so happy to be doing this podcast with you I'm just a nerd who went to college like that's all that I am like <laughs> but that's a good that's a big deal i found a way to make anime academic my senior project was uh anime as cross-cultural communication you just find <laughs> ways to make what you care about academic and i did that for four mm -hmm. years and then i got a piece of paper and a lot of student debt well i mean minus the student debt everything else is super cool and i i just i love seeing how you've managed to like you said turn that it, use that for something that you love you know and you've already taught me a lot <laughs> about really specifically specifically bl and yaoi which is what this podcast is going to be focusing on um and i am very excited to like to dive into it because um while i am not new to manga I am newer to BL and Yaoi. I think I've been reading Yaoi maybe really just for the past like few years. Oh wow. Um whereas I've been read yeah, whereas I've been reading manga since 2006. Before I go into my storied history with Boys Love, we should mention that mm -hmm. this podcast is focusing on uh Boys Love and Yaoi and Shonen I. <laughs> Which means that we're mostly going to be talking yes. about adult topics. If you have any young not for ones, children, not for children. Uh, if you have any younglings present, or if you yourself are a youngling, uh, we legally have to say, please don't listen. 
unless you are of your right. legal uh, adulting age, which for us in America right. is 18. If you are under that age, we look forward to having you in a couple of years as a listener. Uh, but until then, we ask that you exit the shelf because unlike borders, we will card you. <laughs> so I actually started in the boys love space uh, when I was way too mm-hmm. young, um, <laughs> probably about 15, 16 years old. So decidedly too young. Uh, started writing fan fiction around that time and uh, just really, really fell in love with it. So I've been doing this. Uh, I turn 30 soon. So about way too long is the answer. Um, I've had time to watch sites rise and fall. I've written shipping manifestos. I've uh, argued with people about ships and war. I've been in this for a minute. I have earned the senior breakfast at IHOP. <laughs> the senior breakfast at IHOP. Yes. Do you know about the meetup that I want to have? At IHOP? So I want to have a Wea Boomer <laughs> uh, senior pancake breakfast. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I absolutely love that. That is so great. You know, for all of us older fans, please come on down to the Wea Boomer pancake breakfast. Listen, I love pancakes and I'm old, so <laughs> I will be there. <laughs> you know, as a newer BL fan... Um, it's been really interesting to me because so most of what I've gotten into has been well most of what I've gotten into has been Fumiyoshi Naga titles whom we stand um, yes she is queen but like the majority though of um, how do I say this I guess because I'm newer to it I've come in at a time where like Yaoi and BL I feel like there's a recent like in the past few years has been like this boom mm-hmm. in like english translated bl and yaoi that you could get legally like going to the bookstore and getting it like it's always kind of been around in some form but like now there's so much to choose from so like back in the day when i first started reading manga i remember seeing things like um is it loveless oh is, my is that what God. it's called like that was that was the main one that I remember seeing and I never picked it up because I I read the premise and I was like you're not missing anything age gap right so I was like I don't want to read so that's a big reason why I never really got into it because I was just like is it all like this and there weren't really very many options for me to choose from Mm -hmm. and I wasn't a and I wasn't a scan reader I didn't know that scans were a thing so I'm not I'm not on my moral high horse I just literally didn't know they were a thing. right <laughs> so I you know so for me like what I saw at the bookstore that's what I was going to read and so um I wasn't about to read Loveless so it wasn't until fairly recently when I started to see like oh there's so much more out there. Now, obviously, Fumi Yoshinaga's titles have been out for a while, but where I could get my books, they weren't available. You know what I mean? So, so I, I don't recall seeing Fumi Yoshinaga in Walden Books or Borders um, that I can think of, at least not in the ones in my area. So it wasn't until, you know, like I said, recently where I was able to actually feel comfortable diving into it because there were just so many more stories that had a lot less of the things that make me cringe Mm -hmm. 
But you actually brought up something yeah. that I do think is important that we kind of cover. Oh, yeah. Which is uh, problematic elements and content warnings. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I come from it as a writer, which anything that ruins plot, I don't really like. Um, without going too deep into it, I have my own fair amount of trauma. And I've never asked for a trigger warning in existence. Um, because that's, frankly, to me, irrational. You know, you can't have little pop-up bubbles on life. And as <laughs> someone with trauma, I never know what's going to trigger me. So I'm never right. going to put that onus on a creator. Mm-hmm. I could listen to the same song in two different days and have two completely different reactions. That is not on the songwriter because I have emotional management issues. Right. But right. since we are in this space that does cover some, let's be frank, not so savory element sometimes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will be more cognizant of giving you guys warnings when it's appropriate so like age gap stuff will be more willing to signpost about that um Mm -hmm. any dubious consent or no consent at all uh Mm -hmm. will signpost about that especially if we're recommending anything we'll try to keep our recommendations a little bit more wholesome just because i understand that uh in this era we have to be very considerate about feelings yes i will be i will temper my uh dislike of well i just i don't like anything that ruins plot right and that's fair that's absolutely fair for me i am like you said you know it's i came into this you know i guess internet you know Mm -hmm. manga fandom as um as an adult and more recently where it is a time when it's things are a lot more politically correct thing you know people are a lot more being oh you know people are being a lot more aware of other people and i i I love that um and so i do have a tendency to to try to kind of to to stick within that and at least let people know like hey there's there's something in here that might trigger you i do try to avoid spoilers though, right. and I, f- I completely feel you on like not wanting to spoil things. Like there have definitely been um, titles that I've read that like I'm glad I didn't know exactly what was going to happen because it made that emotional um, connection that much more. Right. So I mean, and like you said, you never know like how you're going to react to certain things. I think that there's room for series that leave you a mess. Like mm-hmm, Devilman Crybaby mm-hmm. did that for me. Crybaby mm-hmm. left me a mess. But right. like, I'm glad that no one told me what was going to happen because I got to mm-hmm. feel all those emotions in real time. I felt like I was getting hit by a train, multiple oh, trains, just oof. Like that series was a lot and kind of gay. So it loops us back in. Um, <laughs> Right. It's actually very gay. But I would never have wanted, even with all of my trauma, I would never Mm -hmm. have wanted a trigger warning for that. Because I think what made that series so great was calling my best friend, literally babbling, like incoherently, after a full existential meltdown, just muttering, I hate you, this is your fault, I hate you. (laughs) I did that on Skype for like 30 minutes after watching the Devil Man Crybaby. Oh my gosh. And, and I would know, never have gotten that if he's like, oh, right. hey, trigger warning for, like, neon demon sex and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's the thing. It's like, talking to you has actually made me, I, I'm not going to say, like, I've completely changed my view, but it it has made me, like, a, have more of an appreciation for going into a story without knowing any of those things. Right. So... 
I think that it is fair for us to like compromise and give content warnings very lightly and like loosely. So we're not going to be like, oh, hey, on, you know, page five and chapter or whatever, you know, this happens. It's just going to be like, hey, listen, dubious consent or lack of consent, but we're not going to be like, we're not going to say who or what, where, right. why, you know, I think that's a pretty good, you know, compromise. Yeah, and if it's gratuitous, because to... as we cover some of these mm-hmm. older series, you are going to get those instances where it's just gratuitous, where it's not, right. I don't even like using this phrasing, but it's not adding anything to the story. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Well, I have no issue giving a trigger warning for those like, 80, like 80s, 90s, and 2000 series that throw rape around right. like it's just a plot device. Like it's candy. They're just passing it out like right. it's candy. Like sexual you assault, get... whatever. Here, take five. Right. Like I have you no issue. You get assault. You get assault. Exactly. <laughs> I have no issue giving a trigger warning for those because it's gratuitous mm-hmm. and it's not framed well and it's bad. Right. It's just lazy storytelling and bad writing at that point. But mm-hmm. I do think as we get into some of these more, I don't like using this word either, but like complex series where mm-hmm. you will inevitably get something that is air quotes problematic. Right. If it hinders the story, I'm sorry, I might not be as quick to give you a trigger warning. Right. And then yeah. you can direct all of your ire at me. I will be the Trojan horse for this <laughs> if you're mad because you were triggered. And I don't say that to be dismissive because trust, I have been full triggered in a bunch of places. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't say this to be dismissive. I say this as someone who's a survivor of trauma and mm-hmm. lives with it every day and does you know their very best. Mm-hmm, if you mm-hmm. are upset at that, you can direct that right at me. <laughs> Actually, don't do that, though, because, listen, I, I'm a stick up for my friend. So <laughs> so most of y'all probably know this, but for those of you who don't, uh, we're going to go over some vocabulary. Shonen I literally means boys love. We've been throwing that mm-hmm. word around a lot because I don't like saying yaoi all the time because it's... Yeah. Mostly because uh, that word got ruined for me because of cryptozoology. So cryptozoology, the study of monsters. There is a Bigfoot-type creature in Australia called the Yowie. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, spelled uh, Y-O-W-I-E. Oh. <laughs> so I kind of have a hard time saying Yowie nowadays because I'm just like, there's a weird boys love monster out in like the Australian outback. The mental picture that I just got. Like a giant I mean, manga just terrorizing I mean, there's, campers. There's a lot of like the the uh, monster BL that's been releasing lately. Oof. So that could be, somebody could write that. That could be another episode. BL. It could. It really could. Let us know if you want that to be an episode. Yeah. <laughs> Some monster BL. Uh so boys love, as we mentioned, is usually a relationship between two men, uh, sexual or not, usually sexual. Uh, I think we'll be focusing more on what is technically yaoi. The difference typically between shonen eye and yaoi actually comes down to ratings. Your shonen eye mm-hmm. is typically a demographic between uh, 14 to 16 and almost always geared towards women. Mm-hmm. Uh, yaoi is almost always 18 plus. Which means that there's yes. usually very frank uh, depictions of sex. We will probably <laughs> discuss censorship at a later date because the way the manga oh. companies have censored Yaoi over the years uh-huh. has been comical. Let's it's be real. hilarious. <laughs> like, I have no idea what these two naked men are doing in a bed. I guess they're waxing a surfboard. <laughs> surfboard. Right. Surfboard. Stop it. <laughs> 
purpose. I walked into that in all fairness. <laughs> you did. I opened that door. Um, so that's typically your difference. Uh, so you're 16 plus, you're shown in eyes. You're usually going to stop around like some kissing and heavy petting. That's mm-hmm, usually yes. like the infamous like cut to black and then, you know, they wake up in bed the next day and it's like, oh, right. something happened here. <laughs> I wonder what. I wonder what. And then your 18 pluses will usually show you the deed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Usually. Not all of usually, them Usually, yeah. Uh, yeah, to, to, to varying degrees. Yeah, usually. Yeah, some are more subtle than others. Some are very mm-hmm. explicit. Uh, right. It just depends. Like, there are some writers that really get into it. And others. Those are my favorites. <laughs> Those are actually now some of my least favorite. Like, I, I'm, Interesting. I'm here. I, I'm here for substance that supports mm-hmm. some porn. Right. Whereas I'm typically like the as long as the porn is good, the story can be <laughs> the story can be ba- mediocre at best. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. <laughs> much much like a good UK, I need some foreplay. So oh, okay, I okay. need a good story around. Okay, but also I've been writing smut for years. Mm-hmm. I am a right. very harsh smut critic. Mm-hmm. Like there was a line in a smut uh, light novel that I just read that had me so mad of just how badly <laughs> written it was that I actually like walked away from it for a little while. Should I divulge what the line was? You should. I was just yes. <laughs> so it's like right in the middle of like the sexy scene, and the line is, "And his eyes had dimmed with the fucking." It's like I wish that y'all could see my face right now because what the fuck does that mean? Because <laughs> like, because if you went to like eyes had gone lidded, that's fine. But like dimmed with the fucking oh, so like heavy. His eyes got heavy. Yeah, I'm assuming that's like what heavy. It's, I'm, I'm guessing that's what they meant to say with that. But dimmed with the fucking <laughs> sounds like you fucked like one of those uh, like, clappers. <laughs> To make it dim your lights. Like a clap on, clap off, but with your dick. Yes. And I don't support my, that. My first thought was like, did he die? Did <laughs> the dick killed him? Oh god. It's like uh his his eyes dimmed. Like what the what kind of what were y'all doing? Yeah, so but Some like token? that was a line that was so badly written that I was like, I can't. I have to leave. I have to go now. <laughs> That would that would have completely taken me out. That would have taken me out of the story, yeah, and fully, I would have been so upset. It completely took me out of it. I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Like y'all were doing so well, and then eyes dimmed with the fucking, and I'm like, bye. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, I'm just literally picturing just like their eyes just going dim, and they're and they're just like laying dead. there, yeah, like, dead, <laughs> just dead. Like it was good like, smut up until that point. I'm like, I can't with you anymore. It's like, oh. He died. <laughs> yeah, he's, that guy's unconscious. This is a crime now. Someone needs to call the SVU. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. I'm like, I have to wipe my eyes. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'm a very, very harsh uh, smut critic. Mm-hmm. So right. I need I need some filigree around my uh, men getting to it, examining right. rods. Right. Yeah, I mean, I say that you know but at the same time i do appreciate i do appreciate a great story you better um yeah i absolutely appreciate a great story but then there are some there are some mangaka who i really actually wish they would just like make art books 
Fumi Yoshinaga. So that I can just... Well, <laughs> I actually... <laughs> okay, I love her. I love her stories, though. She is a great storyteller. I was actually great thinking Great is about... the word we're using? Uh... <laughs> Okay, I'm blinded by my standing. Okay, she's she. I've okay. We will talk about her. <laughs> you know and, what? By the end of this, she's gonna get her whole own fucking episode. <laughs> yeah, she is. She's gonna get her own episode. I was actually thinking of Scarlett Berico. Um, she's someone who I. What I've read from her, and I've read, I think two two titles from her: Jackass and. Um, the fourth generation head and for me personally those stories well okay jackass actually had a really good story but i just didn't like the ages the other one i wish that it had just been her drawing them getting it on because i was here for like her i love how she depicts things Mm -hmm. but i just haven't so far been super here for the stories Mm mm-hmm so she's someone that I'm like, could you just do an art book so I can just like flip through and look at it? I feel that but way about a uh, Lily Hoshino. I haven't read any of. So Hoshino has done actually some sojo, but uh-huh. I know her mostly from boys love stuff, and she just does like these great like wide eyed doll characters, and they all look good. But some of her storytelling uh. is a little bit like <laughs> that's a stretch, but okay. Right, right, yeah, and there are just some people like. I appreciate their art, but the stories are a little bit like, ew. What were you thinking when you did well, <laughs> when if, you wrote this? If I had to go back and, like, read the stuff that mattered to me when I was younger, mm-hmm. like, I would shudder. Like, looking back at, like, the, mm-hmm. the, the yaoi that was formative to me, mm-hmm. oof. That's right. a, that's a, that's a, that's a journey that we will <laughs> go on, but not today. <laughs> Right. Oh, and I'm sure you have so many stories. I think that should be an episode where you just tell me stories about, well, <laughs> about your There's so your many. Time. Like, back in the day, like, we passed around yaoi manga like it was cocaine. Mm-hmm. Like, right. we passed it around in school. Like, you know, you throw it across the hall. You know, you slide it into <laughs> your friend's backpack. You know, we're writing fan fiction in class. I still have every fan fiction I wrote because I wrote them on paper. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I could hide them easier. I couldn't keep a file on my computer. My aunt would read that. Right. But she wouldn't look at a notebook because she assumed that that was homework. So I have fan fiction going back to when I was 12. Oh, my gosh. Handwritten meticulously and saved on a bookshelf. I think that's so cool. No, it's not. (laughs) They will be burned upon my death. No. That will not be used against me after I die. You will put that shit in my coffin. You will crack open my lid like a Pepsi and you will throw <laughs> that shit in there. I personally won't. I am going to like, I like smuggle them out. You won't know you'll be dead. <laughs> like, Who's going to check me? <laughs> okay. I do have executors of my will who will check you. Oh, that's true. <laughs> so yes, someone will see you smuggling <laughs> 15 years worth of yaoi under your oversized shirt. Right. I just had a picture. Yeah. I just envisioned myself like. Right. Trying to like James Bond this shit. Someone will get you. (laughs) You will be caught. 
I'm just like my little skinny arms, just like just trying to pump run. In. I'm trying to run. Just trying to run away through a With cemetery. <laughs> Ma'am. I'm like, no. I will save I will save the fan fiction. Okay, fine. I will it will not get buried with me. I'll put it in okay. the cloud or something. Okay, thank you. You're I appreciate welcome. that. I'll put it in the cloud. <laughs> I think that's a great segue into yeah. our top fives. Yes, yes, yes. I think I would like for you to go first. Do you want me to go through all of them or do you want to go popcorn one and then one? Ooh. I guess we could we could do that. Yeah, we'll do it that. We'll go back and forth. Okay, so yeah. this is in no particular order. We're talking about, like, the five that you would put these in a pentagram to summon me. <laughs> Number one, I have to give it to Gravitation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maki Murakami. I modeled my male persona after Yuki Eri, the main uh, male in this. Mm-hmm. Gravitation, it is hella problematic by today's standards. <laughs> but uh, the story of a young musician, Suichi Shindo, who falls in love with a romance writer, Yuki Eri. Eri has a past and a half. Mm. And it's, especially the manga is really dealing with Eri's trauma mm-hmm. and his history. And Suichi is an afterthought, which I am fine with. Because mm-hmm. I am all about that side cast. <laughs> uh, the anime is great because the music is phenomenal. It is a music series. So that soundtrack is for the most part banging. If you like a mm-hmm. late 90s, early 2000s aesthetics. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, so number one has to be Gravitation for me. Okay. Down. okay. Which I have read the first volume because um, you gave it to me. Right? I did. Yeah. So I have read the first volume and I enjoyed it. I just haven't finished collecting it because it's old. It's old. And I'm just like, do I really uh, do I want to go in this search? But the answer is yes. If, I'm like, OK, if, I will eventually. So I guess. And again, this is in no particular order as far as like favorites. But I think probably the one that really just combines so many things that I love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that would be What Did You Eat Yesterday by Fumi Yoshinaga. It's not just a BL. It's not just a story about these two men. It's also a foodie manga. And I love foodie manga so much. Mm-hmm. So I get, the, I get the food. I get the relationship. I love that they are an established couple. Mm-hmm. They're also older. So it's like grown people, which... I also love, mm-hmm. um, and it's slice of life. So it's like all of these things that I love in one manga. So what is your, I guess, number two? So you mentioned foodie and Fumi Yoshinaga because it's mm-hmm, antique bakery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. I knew. Yes. And I purposely did not pick that one because I knew you picked it. And I was like, okay, I want to have like But real talk, list, I think we share this one. Yes, it is. It is so great. It's, like, it's, it's it's as close to perfect as I think we can get. It is so. Oh, I really want to. I want to sit down and reread it. Like it's one of those that you can just read over and over again. Anyways, can I tell can, you something ahead. really, really like sappy and romantic about me? Yes. If I ever get married, uh huh, I want my first dance with my husband to be "Life Goes On" side D. Y'all can't see my face. Aww. Like, I want, like, that to be, like, my first dance with my, like, 
imaginary Aww. husband. He gets <laughs> no say in this. He gets no say in this. This is already decided. It was decided with my wedding colors and I was like 17 years old. Right. Like the wedding's already planned. I just need the dude. And the money. But like Yeah, that. that the too. wedding's done been planned, but like antique bakery means so much to mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Um essentially a very, very stressed out guy opens up a Western style cake shop as a front to confront uh, mm-hmm. someone who hurt him. He yeah. eats a honey mm-hmm. trap out of a cake shop. Like, this isn't yes. even a spoiler because it's that weird. Who does that? He does. Tachibana. Okay, anyway. <laughs> Tachibana does it. And with this, you meet a very, very fascinating cast of characters. It's a small cast, but everyone is important and everyone pulls their weight. Uh, I love it. I think it works best as an anime because Fumi Yoshinaga does have a little bit of a same face problem. She does. Yeah, that's um yeah. And especially like, if does. you've read a lot of her work, these guys yeah. all like that's Tachibana <laughs> with longer hair. <laughs> they all look the same. I've read all of her works in English so far. Like yeah, I've read all of them that have been released in English and the same face. Same I'm face. Like, wow. I think it works phenomenally as an anime because they do have very, very distinct personalities and being able to like. Mm-hmm. Le- Antique Bakery has some fantastic casting as an anime. Mm-hmm. Basically, however you imagine these characters, I guarantee you the voice actors do it, mm-hmm. including uh, my all-time favorite Japanese voice actor uh, Kazuhiko Inoue, who does an amazing job in this role. Um, <laughs> Antique Bakery is like up there for me. I love it. It's phenomenal mm-hmm. and. In ye olden times, the manga used to have a scratch and sniff cover yes, of the I, cake yes. that mm-hmm. was being featured. Because it is still mm-hmm. a show about a cake shop. And there used yes. to be recipes. And I have mm-hmm. three out of four volumes of the series. I'm missing the last one. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they still have the scratch and sniff cakes. Yes. And some of them still smell like cake. Yes. Mine, because I, I have all of them. Of course and you do. when I realized that they were, because I didn't, I, when I bought them, I didn't realize that they were going to have the scratch and sniff. And so I was super excited. Now, I think only one of mine still works, though. But I was just like, oh my gosh, scratch and sniff. And it took me back to like, the, what was it, like the 90s when yeah. scratch and sniff was like really. Like, it's the weirdest thing. and most random thing that you can add to a manga, but I love yeah. it so much. And the oh, anime so will usually try to like give you the recipe of what they're making. Mm-hmm, so like mm-hmm. it's always cool when you can like hey i made the thing that ono made but not as good because yeah. i'm not a baker <laughs> I'm, I'm not, not talented, talented like that at all i like no like i can sometimes make a pastry cream in the microwave mm-hmm. but i'm not gonna hand whip a meringue you sadist whatever you absolutely i've seen your pictures you bake i do bake <laughs> i do bake but that means i'll have to reverse our roles true <laughs> Hmm. I don't know if I like that. I don't know if I like that either. <laughs> a tachibana with a sweet tooth sounds crazy. Yeah. Hmm. I yeah. I love cake, and that's why I love Antique Bakery. Um, it's a shockingly heartfelt story. It is. Um, you would mm-hmm. think that it would be like really flighty and dumb. Uh, again, for modern audiences, probably has some problematic elements. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. there's there's not the best conversations about some topics. Right. So if yeah. you're sensitive to that, <laughs> yeah, I think it's all framed very well. And framing is a word I use a lot. It's just how a thing is viewed within a work. So like, right, right. 
nothing that is bad is framed or looks good. If it's bad, it's bad. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. the only thing that is still sketchy with the framing is one particular Frenchman. Oh, yeah. But I, I love him. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where we stand on There's that. There's two kinds of people. It's like, I hate him. I love him. <laughs> Time yes. Too. Like, so no, that's. I, I think that's the only part where the framing is not ideal, right? Uh, mm-hmm. But you'll have some time to get into that, and it's a pretty brief interlude in comparison mm-hmm. to the rest of the work. If that's right. the thing that stops you, I would go ahead and say just press on. Yeah, I mean, it's like you can uh, yeah. you can ignore the Frenchman and not, it not really play a major part in the, in the right. work on, as a whole. I think that's like I episode agree. ten in the anime. So just skip mm. episode ten. There you go. <laughs> well, so, oh, what would my second one be? What do I, it's so hard because I, I love all of these. And obviously, like, again, these are not in any specific order. Um, I'm going to go ahead and mention another Fumi Yoshinaga title. Uh, <laughs> you said this wasn't going to be a Fumi Yoshinaga episode. I know. I, I. I yes lies. So this one is called Ichigenme: The First Class is Civil Law. Um, it's a two-volume series, and it follows these two guys who are in law school or in university. Um, and without I don't without getting too deep into it, one is gay or one is questioning. One is definitely gay, and they come together. Yes, yes, and so they end up meeting. Um, and I won't get it too much into it because it'll, it'll take me forever because I'm terrible at giving synopsis. <laughs> <laughs> but they end up um, meeting and forming a friendship, and then over time, that friendship, of course becomes more. And it's just a really fun journey, like watching the two of them grow and blossom and I I was when I read this I was so shocked at how much I loved it and how how well certain things were handled excuse me my nose is like (laughs) so stuffy but certain issues were handled extremely well I loved the side characters I, I had so much fun reading this, and because it's two volumes, it's super easy to get into and read. Um, it is an older title, though, so it's not in print, but oh my gosh, I I love this. So, what is your second? Third. Third, yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> my third definitely has to be Maiden Rose, done by uh, Fusanosuke Inaria. Uh, it's Military set during what is essentially a World War II uh, between a... They use, like, made-up words for lands, but essentially a German guy and a Japanese guy. Okay, okay. They they don't say that it's either of those lands, but the main semi's name is Klaus von Wolfstadt. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, mm. And your Uke's <laughs> name is Taki Ryzen. So, okay, yeah. not Asia and not Germany. Sure. Right. 
Sure. Um, this one's angsty and explicit and problematic. Mm-hmm. Most of mine are going to be problematic. I'm angsty. <laughs> um, but it has some genuine storytelling that like made my heart race. Mm-hmm. I think the designs are great. I think if you can get past some of the problematic elements, I think the storytelling and the intrigue around it being like a war series is good because it deals a lot with like racism and what it means to be in a country or what it means to have loyalty. It actually is pretty accurate with its military stuff. There's a lot of tanks. uh, So if you like tanks, there's a lot of that. And it's actually (laughs) like she does a lot. The mangaka did a lot of research into making sure that like, hey, this is an actual thing. Um, there is an anime OVA of it that I do not think is available legally, so I won't say it too loudly. I will say watching it as an anime was weird because those problematic elements, there's something different about cognitively reading no uh-huh. and see and hearing no. Right. It's probably a little bit more Yeah, it made, it made some yeah. of those problematic elements a little bit too real for me. So uh-huh. if you don't like, frankly, no consent, uh-huh. Uh-huh. I again, it's framed beautifully you are not expected to empathize with anyone who's doing anything terrible uh the bad guy is the bad guy you are not meant to think that this is good romantic or beautiful uh but there was just something that was weirdly cognitively dissonant but i mean i I think the manga is still really really good um it does definitely Mm -hmm. have some elements that uh don't age well uh Mm -hmm. but i i like it i like all of her uh character designs also uh klaus as a character is so jacked that as a chibi he still has a six pack <laughs> that that actually cracks me up like how That's... fucking jacked are you as a character that as a chibi you're still ripped <laughs> that's insane to me <laughs> you're gonna have to send me a picture of that later that's hilarious i, I would love to see it <laughs> what's your third give me that okay, third so so my third is actually a, a fairly recent one. I think it's still ongoing. Um, and that is Ten Dance by... Ooh! Um, I never can pronounce her name. Inoue Sato, I think is how you pronounce it. Um, this is a a ballroom BL. Um, or, yeah, I would say BL because... Um, Do they fuck? It, it ha- it's it's the it's the 16 plus rating so there it's very much like i mean it's very there's a there's a lot of um implied things you know it's very uh suggestive is what i'm looking for um it's hot like it's it's a slow burn okay so yeah it's definitely a slow burn and i i'm not caught up with it um but oh my gosh, if you are a fan of dance, which I am, I I love watching people dance. I think dance is so sexy and sensual, and I love when I can watch people dance. And when it, when you get two sexy men who can move, oh my gosh, I'm just I'm like okay, I'm ready. I am my body is ready. It's so great. And I also, one thing I do love about this as well is that um, one of the characters, although he is Japanese, he was basically, ra- I think he was raised in like either Cuba or the Dominican Republic. Oh, one of those. Um, and that's, I think, I think Cuba. And that's kind of where he 
picked up his love for, I think he does the tango. And I, I mean, I could be misremembering these things, but in any case, you do get to see some things outside of Japan. And um, they have the characters both have very interesting uh, full backgrounds. You know, they're not just people that have only lived all of their lives in Japan. Like they've traveled with their, you know, craft and ugh, it's so great. They're so talented. And also their female part, because it's, it's ballroom and ballroom is very heteronormative very binary and so they of course have female partners that they dance with professionally and I love their partners as well I ship them but unfortunately one of them is married to a man so I was just like well I guess I can't ship these ladies but <laughs> but it's never yeah, stopped I, anyone right I mean what I are you talking about <laughs> what but right I'm like oh, I mean I'm still gonna do it but yeah it's just a really fun um, it's just a really fun series where you, you can learn a lot about ballroom dancing, like the traditional waltz and stuff like that, and then the tango, and like these two guys who have very different disciplines um, getting together and learning from each other and just being very like flirtatious. And I'm just like, oh, y'all, hurry up and fuck already. <laughs> I need to see it. So that's Damn. my that's my number three. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> I fully support this. We said we said this isn't for kids, so We did, we did. <laughs> uh number four for me, uh if you follow me on Twitter, I literally never shut up about this, which is a Twittering Birds Never Fly. Uh-huh. uh uh-huh. uh I've literally not shut up about the series. If you follow me, you know it's a favorite of mine. Uh, it's Yakuza, it's angsty, it's so good, and you want to talk about, like, good anatomy and good art with that stuff, Yonada Senpai is phenomenal. I have the first three in English, but I actually have, I, I ordered volumes four through six in Spanish. I haven't started reading, though, so I'm, like, I'm waiting um, until I can just, like, sit down and start reading those and i will be like calling you i like, look forward oh to that <laughs> i'm super excited for that um yeah. it's mm, there are some not great elements about it Mm-mm. but it, i've been told i'm prepared i'm i yeah but but framing is key and i don't think mm-hmm. that you're ever meant to empathize with a bad thing i will so here's right. my thing as a writer I'm okay with bad things in media and writing them. Mm-hmm. Just don't make me feel bad for the person doing the bad thing. Yes. Yes. That's absolutely. The, that's one of my most important things. Like, I I love villains because they're unrepentant. Mm-hmm. So I'm right. completely fine with monstrous acts. Do not make me feel bad for the monster. And I right. think Twittering Birds Never Fly is a great example of watching someone slowly self-destruct. And just Ooh. watching it happen. Uh, and you I'm can't just, stop it. I really want to read it. <laughs> it's like a it's like watching a building get demolished in slow motion. It's beautiful. So I guess my fourth one, Liquor and Cigarettes by yes! Ranmaru Zaria. Like I love this so much. It's a one shot. Theo and Camilla have been friends for a long time. Um, and Camillo is like, I want you. And Theo is like, sure, okay, whatever. I don't know about that. Um, but, you know, over time, 
they get into situations and things start happening and and you fall on a dick i guess yes (laughs) just fell right on it but i just loved that camilo was very much like hey like if you're curious and you're into it like i'm into doing this with you but i also want to make sure that you are comfortable to you know but also if you let me just so you know like it's going down and so they have an arrangement and i like it okay like it's you should read coyote next i i bought it i have it on my shelves like i'm gonna start reading that one i'm i fell in love with this and it made me want to read more of her work she does some great anatomy work oh my oh my gosh like i y'all can't see me i'm looking at i'm she's refreshing her her memories she does some good anatomy i've I've read a lot of her work before she she does some good anatomy camillo is so fine so for my last one Lies are a Gentleman's Manners by Marta Matsuo. Oh. We talked about this one. Mm-hmm. This one is hella messy. Mm-hmm. It's about Jonathan, who is a student, and his professor, who is a hot <laughs> older man. <laughs> <laughs> but they're in, Jonathan's a college student. Right, right, right. So right. it's an age gap, but it's like a yeah. consenting age gap. Right. They are a messy, messy, messy couple. Because his right. professor is, of course, married. Oh. Oh. Yes. Oh. So okay. They, they a messy couple. I like. Yeah, I need to hurt. I need to buy that it's one. It's so good. Um, <laughs> and again, I mean, mm, I think there's less problematic stuff in here because everyone's of age and everyone knows what they're getting into. Um, but there's mm-hmm. definitely some like interesting dynamics and discussions about like power and who has it uh there's also an extended scene with a bunch of rich guys playing polo and it's a giant sex metaphor interesting yeah it's really really good i really like it i think you'll like it you like you you like the occasional messy relationship yeah i love i love mess (laughs) i like marie kondo (laughs) i like mess (laughs) yeah there's a there's infidelity there's lying to your wife. But you would think that I wouldn't like that stuff, but for some reason... But it's fiction. I, I'm, here for, I'm here for it. It's I fiction. It's, yeah, it's so different from my real life. Right, like, like, we read this stuff to escape. Like, if I wanted reality, I would read boring missionary with the lights off. Like, <laughs> like we read this stuff to escape, like... So it's right. going to be fantastical and it's going to be scandalous. Like, right. So what's your last one? So my last one is actually a very sweet one. And it is Our Dining Table. This is by um, Mita Odi. This, is, this came out in 2019. It is so cute. This is probably, it's probably the most, it's definitely one of the most wholesome BL that I own it might even be the only wholesome one (laughs) that i own because even even what did you eat yesterday isn't fully wholesome yeah so um our dining table is it centers around a a young man who 
has some sort of he has some trauma i mean there's always everybody in bl has some sort of trauma that they're uh you know dealing with um but he he can't eat with other people so he he always eats alone but then one day he by chance ends up meeting this guy and his little brother and they end up forming a friendship and eventually the um the two men form a relationship and there's this sort of like family aspect of it that I love so like the little brother is almost like a child like he is a child he's almost like a stand-in for if they were to have a child together in a way and it's so sweet so cute it's not about the physical it's about the emotional so if you are someone who isn't really keen on like explicit um i definitely recommend this one um you know we decided to do this because i think there's no better introduction to us as hosts than to kind of go over you know this series that if you lay them out like a captain planet you could use that to summon either of us because (laughs) you know i can talk about the smut fic that i wrote between uh harry potter and draco malfoy when i was in high school oh i would love to read it i can probably dig it up for you (laughs) there's a lot of angst uh you know we can we can talk about our histories ad nauseum but i think that Mm -hmm. a great way to understand who we are is by digging into our yaoi shelves i think yeah i think that's a great way to get to know us i agree with that because it definitely shows what kind of like what our baseline is you know and like what we what our interests are, what we are okay with, you know what I mean? Um, excuse me, my nose is just like not letting me be great right now, so I apologize to our our listeners. But um, you could you could see from my picks that I I do like I do like a little spice, mm-hmm. but I also like some sweet in there as well. You know, I I I verse. <laughs> <laughs> you can definitely tell from my picks that I like strong storytelling, especially if it's angsty and or messy. Right, right. Uh, yes. The vanilla stuff doesn't do it for me anymore. <laughs> You're like, I need, I need problems and angst and trauma. <laughs> yeah, well, I just, I don't know. It's so weird because, like, that stuff is just so boring to me nowadays. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because, like, I can see that. Because I, I mean, I have some friends that have, like, similar backgrounds, and, like, they do uh-huh. a lot of slice of life to, like, escape, because, like, their lives are so hectic that, like, it's nice to uh-huh. just watch, like, people in a room do nothing. And I'm right. the opposite. I've right. had so much shit that, like, I need that reflected, because just right. people sitting in a room doing nothing usually doesn't do it for me. It's like... Right. Like, there's a few slice of life series that I like a lot, and, like, technically a series that could have gone thrown into here was uh, Access Powers Italia. But that's not a true uh-huh. boy's love. There's some uh, heterosexual uh, pairings in it. Just fangirls made right. it gay. But, like, right. that's about as, like, boring slice of life as I get. Like, mm-hmm. pretty much, like, a typical Fumi Yoshinaga, when it comes to especially the boy's love space, is about, like, as boring a uh, slice right. of life as I get. And Fumi Yoshinaga is consistently darker than you'd expect. Yeah. Like, yes. she'll usually throw a curveball, like, right at the end. Like, oh, okay, Ooh. that's where we're going. Cool. Some of her anthologies. Oh. Right. Left me like, I was like, this is not what I was expecting. Yeah, this is not what I signed up for. (laughs) 
And uh, I think it also reflects that, like, yeah, I grew up with reading a lot more of these problematic series. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So my tolerance for this is probably a lot higher. Right. Because this was all that we had. Like, right. I mean, one of the series that I read first when I was in high school was Jazz. And Jazz is Mm. very problematic. Mm. I mean, it's good, but it's problematic. Like, and when that's your base, when that's your formation... You know, you you start off with a house that's tilted to one side into Deviant Town. <laughs> so I, I'm really I'm really excited to see where this is going to go. I'm excited for our, our future conversations. I am um, too. Speaking of, do we have anything that we missed that we want to mention? I think I think we covered everything. I think we have. I think, I think we covered it all. I'm proud of us. And we managed to do it in just a little under two hours. <laughs> two hours of, under two hours of actual recording, over two hours of, of warm chatting. ups and conversations that will never be released yes. to the public. Ever. Ever. <laughs> Y'all don't need to hear that. <laughs> but I had a great time. Yes, I did too. I really, I mean, I knew that we were going to have a great time. Um, so what we want to know is, did y'all listeners have a great time? So feel free to let us know, um, because TBH, if y'all didn't have a great time, we, we can just have conversations amongst each other. Yeah, we'll take this offline any day. Yeah, so. I mean, we love y'all, but. Right, but if y'all want to continue to hear us get together and talk about things, let us know, um, and we will keep this going. Yeah, we have we have an outline. We have um, episode ideas. We do, but it's just like if y'all don't, if y'all aren't feeling this, we will just talk amongst each other <laughs> in real life. So. Yes, we will. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I guess we're we're near. We are at the end of this episode. We are. So, um, I guess Amanda, go ahead and like let everyone know again where they can find you, and we'll have information listed sure you know as well uh you can find me on twitter at a uh, ichiyume uh, spelled exactly the way you think it would be spelled because i am a weeb and <laughs> over on my blog at a uh, amanda actually mm-hmm. and as for me you can fo- you can see or you can see me <laughs> well yeah you can see me you can on see YouTube. <laughs> um mama loves manga on youtube twitter and instagram and also you can head over to my website mamalovesmanga.com and I have like links there to my YouTube and all that stuff as well if it's easier for you to just go there Uh, so wait do I have anywhere else nope I think you covered it yeah that's it thanks for listening guys we had a great time see you all next time and we're gonna talk about the history of boys love and publications in the United States Bye. bye